Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pick. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. Here with Uncle Johnny as we wrap the MLR season. Can you believe it? It just went like that. I mean... Probably it, not for the players. <laughs> it's, it started a bit later on than we're used to, so I think we lost a little focus at the end of the summer. But the final date is here, and it will feature Rugby ATL traveling to the Coliseum to play, hopefully spoiler, to the almighty Guiltinis, who have come out of their initial year, top dogs, Certainly a flashy team. Let's quickly go over our semifinal weekend. Rugby ATL hangs on by a thread, beats New York 10-9 to in a scrappy defensive game. Oh, yeah. Gotta love the old forward ball, you know, picking goals. The Eastern Conference seemed to have a lot more scrappiness this year. Yeah, and, and I think there was good parity across the league, but, yeah, in the East, it could have, you know, as it got, it kept tight there toward the end, and... You know, feel bad for NOLA, but you'd love to see a team like ATL. I mean, look at NOLA and and ATL both coming out out of the South, which traditionally has been absolute poo-poo. Like, pretty terrible. Um, Regionally, just the consistency and the amount of travel. Aside from, right, like outside of a a couple teams, but basically just life. And so to be able to have... um, those two teams like have a great season, and then ATL, you gotta love, you gotta love their story, you gotta love their their spirit. They're kind of like they feel like a good like cultural team, well rounded, just like grinding out, doing the basics, like got a decent line out, right? Like they got Safa like line out. They they do the right things. They don't play me ball. They play we ball. We ball. <laughs> and what we touched on that with our special guest, as you've seen in the title, Missile came on the show. Johnny, he held down his winger spot, the 14 jersey, in a year where really, really good backs have come and gone in that ATL back line. Uh, Mark O'Keefe has had a crazy season, and yet he wasn't on the semifinal roster. Um, Adrian Carlse came in as a late replacement for Kurt Coleman, who got injured in the beginning of the year, and now he's back. All these changes all year in the ATL back line, the one staple, missile. Good season, you know, he'll have a challenge coming up against two very solid, you know, wingers. We'll, we'll probably see. I think we're seeing uh, DTH and Muscles Ryberg start on, on the wings for LA, so uh, we'll see. With Ryan James coming off the bench, which is what he did in our other conference semifinal, yeah. the Utah Warriors, the cardiac comeback kids unfortunately their run comes to an end they were on life support i mean it could only last for so long but like they were great i mean it was electric to watch it was a fun game i mean it was low scoring relative to other guiltini outings but ryan james comes in with two late tries off the bench johnny following on the theme the first mlr podcast we did this year when the season launched we were talking about how dallas left the players at the altar and Glendale kind of did it right as the 2020 season got canceled. But things happened for you, not to you. Ryan James, he was on that Glendale team. He 
He was on that Dallas team. He ended up in L.A. What a fucking phenomenal season he's had. He yeah. got picked for the Eagle Pool. I right. mean, what a year. Showing up. Yeah, taking the opportunity that's in front of you. And, and again, it doesn't matter if you're... It's like it's like anything. And it's also like life, right? Like, it's a good perspective on life. It's like what... You get, you know, an opportunity, whether it's starting or coming off the bench. In this case, you make an impact. You, you got that chance, and he definitely did. So... It's good to see. Now, we got impact players. What about impact owners? Our guy, Gilly, launched his company, F45, on the public markets. Made a lot of money in one IPO. day. yeah. Yeah. And uh, F45 is officially a tradable commodity. Would you say he, like, he was on the New York Stock Exchange? Well, him and Marky Mark rang the opening bell, and I think they had Steve Aoki play DJ DJ to get everybody on Wall Street fired up for F45 stock. What a bro. I mean, I personally bought some in the IPO, so technically Gilly works for me to an extent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Flip the script. More importantly, Johnny, it's the economics of this thing, and we'll touch on it in the back end of the show, talking about the Eagles tickets that are available and are a bit pricey, if you ask me. Do you know what it costs to go to the final in the Coliseum on Sunday? You get five dollar holla. Five dollars. Five dollars. Dude, five dollars. See Steve Aoki again. Like he's bringing Aoki in. He's basically he's basically uh, you know he's a hype man, right? He's he's creating a concert slash rugby game. You know, so he's like, how can we fill this place up? Let's make this a spectacle, and let's bring in also you know crack that ceiling that we've always wanted in rugby which is bringing the fan outside of rugby right so non rugby like, players right like so like any other sport that's effective at drawing fans at scale you know how many fans of the NFL have played football like a lot of them haven't yeah. the major- wide majority have not even played the sport so getting outside that fan base exposing people to it that's a, it's a long game but he's doing it with this big idea like hey What's it going to take? You can, you can hear him just brought out right there. <laughs> What's it going to take? What should we do? Let's, why don't we bring in Steve? Steve? Yeah, bring in Steve. Call our guy Aoki. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the Gillies boardroom meeting. But obviously they're moving forward with Gillies Lager as just like a main sponsor, putting the branding everywhere, having this like fun zone, a game day experience at the back end of the tri-zone at the Coliseum where you can just like ride a bull or play games and you don't have to watch the rugby. You just got to be part of the charade. Um, charade's the wrong word, but part of the spectacle. I love it. And if I was in LA, I'd buy that $5 ticket and I'd be there. But I got to root for my guy, Missile. He's yeah. an old friend, old Barbo, come very far in his career. Quite frankly, I think Gary Gold needs to keep an eye out. He's had an amazing year with ATL. And Johnny, with that, we'll kick it to an interview we did. With the one and only Jeremy Missile. Who's? BJ! What up? Chilling, bro. Um, Just trying to stay calm before an average week. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just another day in the life. All right, we welcome on Missile. If you call him The Missile, you don't know him. It's just Missile. Jeremy, Missago, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, 
I'm doing good, man. Thank you for calling. You stoked? MLR yeah. final coming down the uh, the pipeline Sunday. Do you still get butterflies before big games? Man, honestly, um, so before every game, I get really nervous. And I usually throw up after warm-ups before we go out. Um, but this last game, the semifinal game, I was puking, just full of butterflies. So I can only imagine Sunday I will also be puking. A lot. All right, good. We'll put the field managers on notice <laughs> to take care of that. I want it right on the 50 uh, during yeah. warm-ups. You stoked to play in the Coliseum? Man, honestly, um, I haven't really thought about it, but I know when once we get there, it's just going to be mind-blowing. Like, I haven't really thought, you know, the thought process hasn't really gone through yet. Just because we've been focused on L.A., I haven't really thought about the field. But I think every time someone asks me that, it starts to get more real and exciting. Right, like Olympians were once there. That's it's kind of a big thing to think about. It's not, and this you're laying down the roots for the rugby history there in the Coliseum too. Yeah, it's it's really freaking wild. But dude, you you've had an amazing season, right? Continuing to defend the 14 jersey, even on a team that has nothing but studs in the back line. Did you know if your team's victorious, you'll be the first player in MLR history to hoist the shield with two different teams? What would that mean to you? <laughs> you know, man. Missile, so if I may, for those who don't know, year one, Seattle, my guy, on the championship roster, for those that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, like I've been saying, you know, it's going to be so, so real. Um, when we are victorious, not if. When we are victorious, True. manifest. It's gonna, yeah, it's it's going to be an honor. You know, I'm just I'm so grateful to be in, in this position early in my career. Man, it's just will be amazing and, and an honor to be able to say that. You know, be the first person to do so. Well, I'll be banging the drum for you because you know we, we joke that you're like the first true free agent of the MLR, but. I mean, after landing at a couple spots, what is it about Atlanta and, you know, the whole, I guess you could say, Scott Lawrence life system? What is it about there that makes it tick? Uh, well, you know, we, we have this, like, blue-collar mindset, you know, and it's just like how the Denver was. Like, it's everybody's hard workers. It didn't really matter if you're, what's your status. If you worked hard, you know, like, you will, you will see the field and, and you know, like, when you work hard for each other and you just grind all the time, it's you just get this just respect for each other, and you know, you know that's one thing Scott Lawrence really does is he humbles you. <laughs> yeah. and, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, it's that player development that I haven't seen in other teams when you know I was on that teams. Um, but it was just that the player development that I, I got here. Yeah. No, I seen that man. Like you're. A completely different player each year. Like you add more to your tool bag. For example, this year, I know it's not highlight material, but your defense was crazy. Yeah, Scott Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you're definitely going up against some potent threats out in LA, but the way you guys have just came up with the line speed and shut the door, it's been unbelievable. On a more lighter note, your Instagram feed just stays fresh all the time. Uh, huge fan. Have you enjoyed building your own personal brand throughout this successful year? 
Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, when you look at other professional athletes, you know, they're definitely building themselves up, you know what I mean? So, um, and that's just one thing I wanted to do is just keep building myself, um, you know, just stay in, intertwined with fans if I do have any fans. But, oh, you got fans. <laughs> you know, I just always just thought, um, you know, the time, you know, every moment, you know, it's going to end and stuff. So, you know, we have social media. So, like, when you post photos and, you know, years, times, like, when you look back, they'll always be there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I just like, um, let's see, I like to promote myself, you know? And as you rightfully should, man, like, I, I've yeah, been banging the drum yourself. all the time that, that rugby players, they need to set themselves up for life after rugby and building that personal brand is key. <laughs> Yeah. What's your pregame meal? I know you said you puke anyhow, but uh, what do you eat before a game? And what song do you have in the earbuds or headphones right before you're headed to the game on the way out? Um. Yeah. So you know, you know they feed us before the game. So. Uh, so it's not up to you. Was that? It's not really up to you. It's just whatever. They yeah. Give yeah. You. I just. Uh, I really just eat light. You know, I don't try to eat too much because it's gonna come back out <laughs> true um but as for the song you know i gotta listen to some little wayne off of his uh no ceilings album we got let's see i'm looking it up right now um but we got you know swag our sort swag and shoes those are my top two songs i listen to just that old school little wayne man all right i'll be putting that on the spotify as i get my pregame going for the final which I'll be watching Sunday on Big CBS, rooting for you 100% of the way. I hope you spoil LA's season. Yeah, you guys are you guys are definitely getting on that plane, looking to come away with a dub, and I'll be back in ATL all the way. Hell yeah, baby. I appreciate it, man. All right, dude. Good luck, Missile. Hey, thanks, Piché. Cheers. Know your role. Now, Johnny, wrapping the show couple things to touch on we're obviously going to watch this mlr final but the olympics ever heard of them boy delayed yeah, the, the 2020 olympics are happening now in tokyo right in, back, in 2021 back to the future and everybody knows at this point our men played valiantly they came sixth overall it was a tournament of ups and downs because we started out two and oh in the pool we dropped one to south africa and it was kind of do or die in this quarterfinal. Ran out to a 21-0 lead. But sevens is a crazy game. Ended up losing to Great Britain, beating Canada, and then losing again to South Africa for sixth place. Yeah, the ping pong. And like you said, crazy game, um, ups and downs, emotional. Uh, and as you said as well, played with a lot of heart and spirit. It's just that like there is a very low margin for error. So the mistakes are ultimately... You know, mistakes and gaps uh, are what killed us. And I know that seems obvious, but you can't make the type of mistakes that we made against a South Africa. You can't um, take your foot off the gas and make some mistakes and silly card against a Great Britain. That These are teams that are clinical. Are they Great Britain or are they so-so Britain? They're mostly good Britain. I mean, it depends on your stance on Brexit, uh, you know, but... Uh, well, the, the women are competing currently. They're in a good spot as of recording. 
two and zero, I believe. Yeah, I, on their next pool game. I've been really looking forward to that. I, I, I honestly, I'm huge fan, I'm big supporter of the men's team, but I thought it was going to be a hard road just without um, the consistency that I think we needed on our men's side to go in with the best chance possible. Having the athletes and having the people that have some experience is great, but yeah, the consistency you know got in our way. The, on the women's side, I'm really excited. There's some great teams, um, but I think our chances. Um, I, I want to see us on the podium. You know, again, doesn't matter uh, what medal to me, but getting on that podium is huge. It's going to be, you know, we're going to be in the mix there to do so. Yeah. And lastly, let's look ahead to September, October. A lot of test match being drawn up and contracts and announcements going out. For those that don't know, we have quite a road to get into the tournament. We have a home and away with Canada. And if we win that, we then have a home and away with Uruguay. If we come out victorious of both of those, boom, we're in. We're qualified as the number one uh, North America's one, which would put us in an awesome pool against New Zealand, France, Italy, and Africa too, which might be Namibia or or another country. So you're saying we we might have a chance to win a World Cup game. (laughs) I would love that, right? I think we would square up with the Italians just fine. But... Uh, a home and away win against Canada is not something I'm taking for granted. Sure, we've we've kind of had the better end of that recently, but yeah. Ur- Uruguay is yeah. playing really good rugby too. So it's not going to be an easy task, and I'm kicking myself. I'm out of town for a wedding um, at the home game at Infinity Park on September 11th. Yeah. And let's just say if Mayor Mike doesn't get a flyover for that game, <laughs> he's not as patriotic as, as we thought he was. Yeah, I want to sing both national anthems for that match. Um, I may be a little late applying, but uh, uh, Mr. <clears throat> Mayor Dunnepin, uh if you're hearing, hearing this, holla at your boy. Yeah, you don't even have to transcribe the languages. You just got to you know tweak your accent a bit. Eh? Oh, yeah. I think the Canadian national anthem is one of the best in the world. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but that's a big, yeah, big matchup. And again, like Canada's got everything to pr- play for. Like their pride has been stung over the past several years by how far they've fallen um, off of their form uh, traditionally. So they've got a, they've got something to prove. That's always dangerous. We should be able to handle them. But there are no shoulds that just automatically translate into reality. And then Uruguay, they are just unpredictable, right? Like we could just handle them, but. That's not a guarantee. They, they play that South American style of ball, which is aggressive and capable and spicy, unpredictable, um, you know, can be like prone to error, but when they're on, they're on. So. Everybody remembers they beat Fiji in the last World Cup, which was probably the biggest upset of, of the 2019 Rugby World Cup, but a rocky road uh, to get there right. for certain. And speaking of South American rugby, I just want to give a shout to Argentina. Argentina, vamos, las Pumas. Bronx. They, they their seven, their men's sevens team, which is a bunch of like a lot of young dudes, um, and coached by Santiago Gomez Cora, uh, legend. Uh, they had an amazing showing to get bronze. Like they just really. They, they played with spirit. They played like they were in the Olympics. And not that anybody else didn't, but you could feel it from them. And, and they're at their best when they're playing with like passion like that. And they, they were a lot of fun to watch. Cheers to the Argies. 
Before we sign off in honor of Harpo, I'm back in my Eagles. We're going to be there when we can for these qualifiers. But, Johnny, what is going on with the pricing? Rugby Town USA is now the home of the Eagles, and yet I go on to buy a ticket. 50 bucks for general admission. What the hell are we doing? 50 bucks. How can I invite new people to rugby and say, hey, come down to Infinity Park when it's going to cost 200 to bring a group of four? Dude, if you were bringing your mom, if I was bringing my mom to the game, I would be paying for because I wouldn't want to ask her to pay for herself. <laughs> I'd but, rather stand on Cherry Street and just watch from that one angle where you can see the whole field than pay 50 bucks. And I'm not being super cheap, but you know, when Gilly's in my ear saying, come to the MLR final for five bucks, 550, it's a tenfold increase. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyhow. It's a little stretch. I mean, I, I think... I'll probably still go. Right, but under duress, right? <laughs> like... I got to take out a personal note for this. Like, you don't want to build resentment. Yeah. Like you, you also, just in general in the world, if you're pricing anything, product and experience, whatever, you want to price it right so that the price matches the value. And I, I don't necessarily think that there's – it's a little stretch. There's a lot of value to it, right? But but you have to respect, like, your – your balance when you're having an event like this, how many people do you actually want to attract? So if you if you price it at 50 and you have a half full stadium, is that better than pricing it at 25 and having a full stadium? Methinks no. I'd oh, rather go the full not. stadium way. You I do understand it. that they're trying to make money and it is hard times. And like most unions, like hosting your test matches is your money-making event, right? So, God, I'm trying to put myself in Glendale or USA Rugby shoes with this price equation. But, Johnny, if they charge me 20 bucks, I'd gladly spend an additional 50 at the Tri Club. Right. But when I'm coming out the gate, $50, I'm much less inclined to like hammer their drinks at the bar knowing that I'm an approaching $100 a day. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I hope that it is a sellout, at least a September 11th game. The next one might be a bit of a harder draw because I've said this on the show before. Denver rugby fans were spoiled, right? We have this beautiful thing, Infinity Park, right in our backyard, and we don't get to every match because, yeah, we're spoiled. We get matches all the time. But I really hope for the sake of the Eagles, for the sake of, you know, 15s kind of returning on a, on a grand scale and us qualifying for the Rugby World Cup that we can fill it out. So... Buy your September 11 tickets, bite the bullet, do what you got to do. The other thing is just the, the split of, you know, when you're pricing these things and planning these things, it's not always going to just be in consideration of the fans. It's mostly in consideration of what's best for the team and, and, and uh, tests going up and the logistics of whom you're playing and all that stuff. So you get the, you know, October 30th match in Vegas – Ireland against Ireland at the Eagles in Vegas, and then I believe the next weekend, or is it the weekend before, we got the All Blacks against the Eagles in DC in Washington DC, the nation's capital. Now, uh, I understand there's like you know it's a really nice to have a balance of East West um, fan split and everything like that, but that's another thing, right? Like there's only so much. There's only so many, you know, current rugby fans you want to attract more and continue to try to do so, but there's also only so much money people are going to spend on rugby in a given year, so how many people are you going to get to travel 
Uh, that's another factor. And then the cost of those tickets. Holy hell, man. Like the uh, Vegas tickets? What's up with that? Don't even get me started. I wanted to have a nice, fun Vegas weekend, but I think I'm getting priced out of the gate. What I think I'll do is buy a super cheap flight with a cancellation policy, and then if any of my rugby friends happens to have an extra, I'll get on the flight. Or scalp them, like, or wait till they have to, like, drop the price of the tickets, which probably not, won't necessarily happen. But, like, I think they just price it wrong. Again, starting out, so you have a big venue. You price your tickets... So do you price out so many people and you limit it, there's just not going to be a fan base there. There's not going to be enough people to make it the spectacle. Maybe I'm wrong, but like who, how many people are going to be buying the high-end $250, $500 tickets? Maybe like someone with a good personal business that wants to impress a rugby friend or like so maybe they bring a, a contract box. across right. the line i don't know but they can buy a box or whatever but like there's all those tickets that are just and are they going to shepherd people into one section to kind of make that look packed and fun and then maybe have to hire half of the staff to run the event i think anytime you have an eagles home test match other unions come here looking for that payday i mean from what i'm reading about the one with New Zealand, it's like, yeah, the All Blacks are seeking a multi-million dollar payday for paying the U.S. Well, what are we going to make? What are we going to keep in our union? These are the questions, John, that we're trying to ask on rugby pick them. Pick it, pick it. Rugby ATL traveling to the Coliseum. Can you believe it? It just went like that. A scrappy defensive game. Oh yeah, gotta love the old forward ball, you know, picking goals. Intertwined with fans, if I do have any fans, but... Oh, you got fans. <laughs> that old school little way, man. Uh, well, you know, we, we have this, like, blue-collar mindset. Things happen for you, not to you. They had Steve Aoki play DJ. DJ to get everybody on Wall Street fired up for F45 stock. A home and away with Canada, and if we win that, we then have a home and away with Uruguay. When you work hard for each other, just crying all the time. He's creating a concert slash rugby game. You know? Yeah, I want to sing both national anthems for that match. It will be amazing and an honor. So, before every game, I get really nervous. You know, you know they feed us before the game, so... For those that don't know. When we are victorious, not in. When we are victorious. True. Are they Great Britain or are they so-so Britain? They're mostly good Britain. I mean, it depends on your stance on Brexit. They do the right things. They don't play me ball. They play we ball. We ball.
Know your role. 